Hey, everybody. This is Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. Today's guests are Wendy Daly and John Thurman. They are the hosts of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. It took me five times to record that. The best thing about this podcast is that Wendy and John talk to everyday, ordinary individuals working in the trenches of human resources who are doing extraordinary things. I also love this podcast because it's more than just a show. It's a community. People get together in real life and virtually on Twitter and talk about life and what's going on and have honest-to-goodness, authentic exchanges. Wendy and John are doing it right, which is why I invited them to come on to Punk Rock HR and get a little nerdy and talk about the behind the scenes of making the podcast. I really love and admire what Wendy and John are doing. And I think at the end of this conversation, you will too. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having us. Lori, it's great to be with you. Appreciate the time. Oh my goodness. Well, for the world that doesn't know you and doesn't follow you, which come on, in the world of human resources, that's nobody. (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourselves and I'll let the two of you figure out how to do that. I'll go first. I am Wendy Daly. I am a talent acquisition strategist at a healthcare system in the Dakotas, Minnesota area. And I've been blogging about HR for a number of years, podcasting for a little over two years, and love connecting with people via Twitter, my drug of choice, getting out there and and meeting folks and having new and fun ways to connect. Welcome to the show, Wendy. And how about that guy you brought along with you? Who's that? <laughs> we should probably start out by saying, because this has come up, he's not my husband. Oh. That's right. That's right. That's a great point. <laughs> All right. Well, with that introduction, not the husband, who are not you? Not the husband. So my name is John Thurmond. I'm the Regional Human Resources Manager for Team Fischl, which is a utility engineering construction firm. I cover the Mid-Atlantic region. I'm based in Richmond, Virginia. I do everything. I always tell people I do everything but payroll and benefits for the most part. Been in the industry for 20 years. Started a Twitter chat with Wendy three years ago that led to starting the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast, which you've been a guest on kindly enough in the past. But that was two and a half years ago. And now I podcast, we speak, we do a, just tremendous opportunities that have come out of all these crazy things that we're doing outside of our day jobs. Well, amazing. And that's really what I want to talk about today. But let's get started by talking about your podcast title, the HR Social Hour half-hour podcast. Could that be more esoteric? (laughs) I mean, why not just call it the HR half-hour podcast, right? Like, How did you figure out a name for your podcast? So when we started the Twitter chat, it initially started when we didn't go to Sherm 17 in New Orleans. So the original chat was called Not at Sherm. That's good when you're doing it for the conference season. But then when we got going from there, we're like, what are we going to call it? So everything was taken. All the really good hashtags were taken. HR Social Hour was not. So we started with HR Social Hour. In hindsight, we should have called it HR Super Friends. Wendy and I have talked about that a lot. That could have led to some really crazy stuff. You know what? It still is pretty awesome, by the way. If you're looking for a rebranding, put that out there. You never know. But when we started the podcast, let's face it, there's a tremendous HR podcast community out there. The OGs of this are our friends over at HR Happy Hour. We did not want to confuse brands even though they've been around and and they're amazing and awesome and done it for a long time. So we always said, well, okay, instead of just calling it social hour, we'll call it social hour half hour so that people would understand that we're not trying to ride somebody else's coattails. Got it. But just recently, you had a podcast that was like an hour and 43 minutes long. 
Well, we had, we, yeah. <laughs> we did a crossover <laughs> with Happy Hour. I mean, I'm a fan, you know, I like, I listen and I'm like, wait, this is not the brand promise of a half an hour. And you know, I'm just giving you guys, <laughs> giving you guys some shit. That's the goal. I recorded a, a Wonder Woman episode last night and the guest was like, so it says 30 minutes, but your last episode went about an hour. I'm like, yeah, the goal is 30 minutes. But if we're in a conversation, if we're in the groove, we're not going to cut it short just to cut it short. But we do tell people, you know, this is supposed to be a taste. You're supposed to get just a taste of this person, taste of our guests, and then go find them and go connect with them and ask all those other questions that come up in the podcast. I love that attitude. And one of the things I love about your podcast is that you begin it in the same way every week. So can you tell us how you begin your podcast and who came up with that? The first question is always the same for everybody. And that question is, what's in your glass? And why? Why do you ask that? (laughs) Well, that was a transfer from the chat. And so our chat, the first question every session is, what's in your glass? Because when we started Social Hour, it's Sunday night. You're either working yourself to get ready to go back to work, or maybe you're easing into the weekend or out of it, whatever it may be. Let's let's make it light. We wanted to be people's entry point to chats. And the same thing with the podcast. So, you know, when we started... Lori, it was amazing because initially it was people talking about what was actually in their glass. And then we've gotten some more philosophical, like work-related, or I've got a glass full of optimism and those kind of things. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun to see how people take it. But everybody's always going to get that question when we get started. I love the idea of a podcast that has some ritual around it, that has some structure around it. I think it gives people a set of expectations. And you've done a really nice job of designing your podcast so that there's some consistency. And one of the things I love about it is that you always have HR guests or often have HR guests who are like in the trenches who do the work. And I made a list of some of my favorite guests. And it's like (laughs) Kelly Marinelli, Tiffany Cool, John Hudson, Jasmine Wilkes, Aaron Stevens. These are people who have real jobs and then do some social stuff on the side. So can you talk about like, who's your ideal guest? And what do you talk about when they show up? You know, that is intentional. It's about us reaching out to practitioners and learning from them. You know, we've spent years and years and years talking to CEOs and CHROs and people in the C-suite. And you don't spend a lot of time talking with the people that are actually doing the work, the people that have to take those big ideas and put them into action. And that's really who we're trying to talk to. We want to talk to those people who maybe don't get to, but want to, who aren't invited because they don't have the title behind them. You know, and when we started, it was really just us wanting to talk to our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't blame (laughs) you. Get to know them a little more. But it also is that gateway to other podcasts, but it's that gateway to networking where you're going to get a chance to meet people who, if you run into them at a conference, they're going to have time to talk to you. They're not rushing off to something else or the next conference. If they're going to the national conference, they're at the national conference for the full time. And you'll get to see them, hang out with them, get to know them a little bit better. So it's you know, the gateway drug to networking. (laughs) Well, I want to put you both on the spot because I definitely have my favorite show of your shows, but I wonder who your favorite guests have been. Like who's memorable? Who sticks out? I know it's hard to pick (laughs) out one or two people after you've done what? Are you at a hundred episodes? More than a hundred episodes? How many? We actually just released episode 116 today as we record. Now, that doesn't include Wonder Women that Wendy does with Ann Tompkinson. It doesn't include sponsored episodes that we've done with vendors. It doesn't include any of the conference stuff. So we've actually put out 162 shows in the last two years. 
Holy smokes. So now I'm definitely putting you on the spot. I want some names. Who's awesome? (laughs) Who blew your mind or who was a lot of fun? Like what are some of the top episodes that you really enjoyed? Oh, hands down. My favorite person of all time was Melanie Peacock. She's my favorite Canadian. I love her to death. Incredibly bright woman doing amazing things for academia with HR. She's a bundle of energy and joy. And I just absolutely adore her. She's my favorite HR guest. The other person that we had that absolutely nobody knows her in our world, unfortunately, was Miss Val, Valerie Condos Field, who's the retired UCLA gymnastics coach, you know, seven time NCAA champion, coached all these amazing female athletes. We saw her speak at a conference. She made me cry. She made me dance, (laughs) which is really hard to do at a conference. I'm usually (laughs) tweeting away, right? I'm on my phone and Miss Val just blew us away and we made the ask. Her whole conversation was about making the ask and how she got started in her career. Our friends at Namely, who sponsored the conference, were kind enough to introduce us to her agent. We had her on the show. She gave us 45 minutes. Lori, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. We said, oh, what have you been up to today? Oh, I just did an interview with USA Today. <laughs> and we explained to her before we started, we, she said, now we saw you at this conference. That's why we asked, because she's like, why in the world do two HR people want to talk? Just an absolutely phenomenal person who is so much about giving back, which is what we want to do. Our whole end goal is giving back to the community. And so, yeah, I'd say Melanie Peacock and Miss Fowler right at the top for me. Oh, that's nice. How about you, Wendy? What do you feel like are your top episodes? The top one I always point people to is our HR Wonder Women episode with Minda Hartz. We had so much fun talking with her. She's actually, that's where we started to ask trying to get Beyonce on. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> but, you know, we went through, we talked about her book, and we talked about all that, but we end the show with our question connection. And that's where we got into this just wonderful conversations. We talked about Beyonce, we talked about Dorothy Gale and the Wizard of Oz and Dorothy's journey. And it was just taking the conversation to a direction I never once expected, never once expected. And it was wonderful to, you know, it humanizes people. And, you know, I know Minda's, she's not this big, big star, but it was just one of those, she's doing all these great things and being able to talk and connect with her, just like we did with Miss Val, to be able to have those fun conversations and laugh with people is awesome. It's just breathtaking. That is awesome. You know, I think the best podcasts for me are the ones where I get lost in the conversation and then I emerge and I've learned something. You can actually hear it in the audio that I've grown. And so I like that you mentioned the episode with Minda Hearts. I think there are so many good ones to choose from, but I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, were there any guests who didn't meet expectations or didn't... Pre- and you can always say me, that's fine if you just want an easy answer. But did you ever have a conversation where you're like, well, I don't know what that was about or, or whatever, you know, like, Talk to me about that process as a podcaster. It's been really interesting, Lori. Typically, I would say, what, Wendy, 85% of our guests, this is their first podcast. And I love the fact that I think we've brought a lot of voices to the community that maybe are just getting started or are trying to find their voice. And, and they come on and they just blow us away. And I have a barometer that I use. I've told the story very publicly. My barometer is Steve Brown. If I have a guest that just blows me away, I call Steve and I go, Steve, wait till you hear this person. Because I know you don't know him. And nine times out of 10, he'll contact me and say, wow. But, you know, we talk to everybody before we bring them in. And I think that helps the conversation. We don't want you to be clammed up or scared or intimidated. We want this to be fun and light. And we can talk about serious things. And we do talk about serious things. But I think we try to keep a positive spin on it or to keep even the heavy stuff a little lighter than most. But has anybody ever just bombed or been, no, 
No, I don't think so. I think sometimes we get people and they're a little hesitant. So we have to kind of maybe pull out a little bit more of in it. And I think as we've gotten along, you know, you, you talked about the half hour component when we started, I was real diligent about <laughs> uh, keep it under 30. But as our audience grew and as our community grew, and we know we have listeners that are going to listen, let's expand that conversation where we need to and, and when it's right. And if I want to have a pop culture show and talk about Star Wars and G.I. Joe, I can do or, you know, <laughs> the movies that came out in 2019. We can do that, too. And surprisingly enough, somebody listens and usually finds something. This idea of pop culture that you just mentioned really resonates with me. And you've used that to create communities. So you've done a trivia night and you've done a movie night. So can you talk a little bit about your community activities and what you're doing to try to knit the HR community together? in your podcast, but also outside of it? Like who came up with a movie night idea and a trivia night idea? What's all that about? That's not a podcast. It's really been an offshoot of the community growing and being a part of that. And, you know, full honesty, we're on Twitter and that's where the community is and that's where the community's growing. This really came out of all the COVID stuff. People are starved for connection. People are just starving for something that tells us other people are out there because it can be really easy to hide out in your house and, you know, go out only when you need to. And like right as it was happening, it wasn't our regular scheduled chat and people were panicking a little bit on Twitter. So John and I kind of said, let's have an impromptu chat and let's just talk about COVID and what are you scared of and what are you hearing and what do we need to do? And then I don't even remember where we came up with the idea for a movie night. Well, it was genius. Tell us about the movie night. What did you pick and what did you watch? So we actually put it out to the guests. We, we put it out to the community and we give five choices. We try to pick stuff that's streaming. So we like, okay, most people should have access to this show. First time was Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was awesome. I made my 14-year-old watch it. <laughs> my husband and I were like, this is the best movie. How have we not shown this to you yet? And then the second one was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And we've got another one coming up, which will probably be done after you've, <laughs> after this show airs. But, you know, we're looking, okay, let's do an 80s theme. So like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or Back to the Future are the two top in the running, which either one of them, I'm like, oh yeah, I have, I'll sit and watch that. You know, the <laughs> Chicago girl in me really is rooting for Ferris Bueller, but we'll see how these things shake out. I'm just, I'm just saying, I would love to show up and participate in that one. Well, that's cool. And you also did a trivia night. So can you tell us a little bit about the trivia night? That's one, again, one of those things where, where did we get started? At some point we said, hey, let's do a trivia night. And we found a platform called Kahoot to use to actually administer the quiz itself. We had, what, Wendy, 32 people show up the first time. And we just kind of put it out. Hey, all you got to do is sign up. It's a private Zoom call. We'll send you the link to Kahoot so you can download it and get squared away. And we had this great time and we gave away prizes. Next thing we know, we wanted to do it again. However, there is a cost to Kahoot that's dear. And we had somebody that attended sponsored it. He said, I had so much fun doing it. I've been doing it with my friends. I've been using Kahoot to do other kinds of trivia. And he's now our official sponsor for the trivia night. <laughs> and we had in the last trivia night, we had somebody from Afghanistan attend. That's been the most amazing thing. And all this is like Wendy said, people have really been looking for a connection, particularly in these really challenging times. There are a lot of, you know, departments of one, I think that, you know, they struggle with the stuff, you know, the things that Wendy and I don't necessarily deal with when it comes to some of the laws and changes and all those things that are going on for a lot of our peers, but they're craving that connection and, and are people out there for me beyond just talking about CARES Act or whatever it may be. We have people that have come to movie nights the first time they've watched these movies. We just get on Twitter, hit start and tweet along with the movie. And I'm a smart aleck. I like to tweet a lot of stuff. I'm trying to find movies that I know very well so I can do that. 
Same thing with trivia. We ask questions. They're not going to let me write the questions anymore. Apparently, it's too hard. (laughs) You know, I have a good time with that. And again, it's just been so much fun to try to, again, keep some light going when there is so much not good going on. You know, there's so much heavy. I think that's what is resonating with people about trivia and movie nights is we're not talking about COVID. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're not talking about ADA or FMLA or any of those things. We're trying to keep it a little bit lighter because we do that all week long. So let's, let's not do it all the time. That is so well said. And I think one of the really beautiful things that emerges from having a podcast is not only the community, but how the community sees you as the podcast host go through things in your life. And you both talk about your work. Wendy, you had a new job. You talk about your children. You talk about what's going on, your travels. And I just wonder what community has meant for each of you. Like, how has it sustained you? How has it fulfilled you? And how is it rewarding for you, especially now during COVID? It's really been good to kind of solidify some of those relationships and knowing that if I have something going on that is more private, but I need to talk about it with somebody, I have people I can reach out to who have gone through some of those things before. And so I can reach out and say, Hey, Kate, I know you've gone through this. Help me walk through this. Or I just need to vent about something that not everyone can know about. (laughs) So that's really been one of those things is we know who we can count on and we know who has been those ongoing supporters that if we want to try something new like trivia night, like movie night, they're going to show up and they're going to be a part of it and they're going to support the merch and show how much they appreciate what we do so that it helps keep us going with it. How about you, John? What has community meant for you as a professional, as a podcaster? Like, how does it lift you up or does it lift you up? I guess I'm assuming it does. It lifts me up. So it absolutely lifts me up. I just celebrated an anniversary of losing a job many years ago. And at the time, I was in a huge HR department, 200 plus people. I didn't know anybody outside of the company. I was not connected. I didn't go to events. I didn't listen to podcasts for HR, you know, that any of those things. As I got out there and started putting myself out there on social media and making connections and developing relationships, all of a sudden, you know, you take it from like when I met you in Chicago several years ago at Sherm, and you know, I kind of fanboyed out because I appreciate so much what you do. And it was crazy to think, here's Lori Rudman standing, you know, three feet away and I can say hello. <laughs> yeah, all five feet of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's been amazing. I am very, very fortunate that my wife is very grounded and just rolls her eyes very audibly <laughs> to some of the stuff that has happened. But, you know, people come up to us at conferences and say, I listen to your podcast. They're literally from the other side of the country. And, you know, I really appreciate what you do. And when the first person told me that they had a listening club, like a group of them listened together and then debrief, I cried. Lori, I, I freely admit I cried because that's not what we were trying to do. We were just like, I've been podcasting for a long time for fun on a different show. And I love it. I just love the medium. And I'm just a huge fan. I wanted to give something back. I felt like I'm not a great writer. If you're listening and if you want to hire me for writing, <laughs> talk to me about podcasting. But in all seriousness, when we started the podcast, that was my way of giving back. And I've seen so much positive energy and goodwill and the people that listen and, and the people that have reached out, be it Twitter, be it LinkedIn or whatever it may be, say, I'm, you know, I appreciate so much what you've done. Thanks for, you know, giving us some perspective and insight and, and energy that we didn't have. And, and I, I'm just so appreciative of that. Is it a slog sometimes? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned your wife in this too, because (laughs) one of the things that I have found is that my partner is so important in keeping a lot of this going when my energy is down or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I have a lot of things due. Good to have someone who's got my back and can kind of talk a little bit about what I'm doing and is supportive. How are your spouses involved in the world of podcasting? And I also know I will say this, podcasting isn't free. And it certainly isn't necessarily cheap. So was it a hard sell to get your partners on board with the podcast? No, for me, it wasn't because like I said, I've been podcasting about comic books and 80s properties for years. Oh, so your wife is all in is what you're saying. (laughs) My wife has heard me on phone calls talking about Batman and Superman and screaming about G.I. Joe and all these things over the years. And again, audibly rolling her eyes as she like, what in the world is my husband talking about now? I think one of the great things about podcasting is From an entry point, it's not nearly as expensive as other hobbies may be. And really, we started as a hobby. We have been so incredibly fortunate in the last two years to find sponsors, people that started coming to us because of what we were doing, because of the message that we had. Hey, we'd like to be part of your community. And I love the fact that we've maintained those relationships. It's not like, hey, here's a few nickels to buy some new auto recording equipment or cover your hosting prices for the year. It's gone beyond that. And again, that was never the plan. The plan was 50 episodes, 50 people took part in the chat, 50 episodes, we'd be out. And here you guys are defining the platform of who's HR famous and who isn't. I mean, it's amazing, the transformation. (laughs) And it's true. Now, Wendy, you have to tell me about your partner because, again, you're married, you have children, you've got a life, and now you're going to throw in podcasting. How did that work? You know, in the beginning, and my husband and I are kind of like, do it, you know, okay, you're going to do what? All right, fine. You know, all right. Again, it was one of those, how much time is this going to take? Because you're going to do, you know, a few episodes and then you'll be done because that's the podcasting world. And here we are. And here we are, you know, two years later, he also likes to roll his eyes, especially, you know, oh yeah, it's another pod. Are you podcasting tonight? Fine. Of course. It's an hour. We'd otherwise be sitting on the couch. It'll be okay. But he actually does, he teaches podcasting at South Dakota State University. It's one of the things that he has built a studio for the university using old parts, essentially. And so some of those parts may have made their way to our house. <laughs> you can't control that, right? No, yeah, I mean, all. it's old stuff that's, you know, been used. It's all part of the community. All part of the community. And then we actually also got my oldest daughter into podcasting. So she just earned her Girl Scout Silver Award. And she and two of her friends did a podcast where we interviewed former Girl Scouts, adult women, And they got to learn what their Girl Scout experience was like, why Girl Scouting is important. And we do have a little more editing to do. Things have kind of, with everything that's happened, we can't get together and I can't, you know, force them to edit. But we have a few episodes that just haven't been released yet. But it was just so much fun to watch her do that and watch them grow through the episodes and learning how to ask questions and talk to people. So you know, there's a skill here that they've gotten that's never going to go away. So yeah, we're kind of a podcasting family now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, some families are weird and do Disney or they do like the things that they do and you're a podcasting family. I think that's cool. That's different. You know, as we start to wrap up the conversation, I really want people to understand that podcasting is a little bit of art and it's a little bit of science, but it is a lot of hard work. So if you've learned some lessons about podcasting for anybody who's new to this or is dreaming about starting an HR podcast, like what pieces of wisdom would you pass along? Plan, plan, know what you're going to talk about, you know, have a script, at least, you know, have some sort of idea of a direction that you want to go. 
make sure that, you know, understand who are you talking to and that it's not an hour commitment to an episode. You know, a 30 minute episode can take three, four hours to edit, especially if you get a lot of things that you're going to edit out, adding music, adding all these different things to it. It's a labor of love. And so that's one of the things John and I talk about all the time is we're having fun. We're enjoying it. We don't mind the editing. We don't hate it. (laughs) Sometimes it's cathartic to cut stuff and throw it away, but it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So you have to want to do it. You can't just you know, jump into it one day and think that you're going to get to 160 episodes without a lot of work behind it. Well, that's true for anything, but especially podcasting. I will second that. John, what wisdom would you like to pass along to anybody who's like podcast curious? It is easy to start. It is hard to maintain. Understand that the average podcast lasts eight to nine episodes. There are a million podcast titles now in Apple Podcasts or iTunes Store, whatever they're calling themselves these days. 90,000 new podcasts came out in the month of April. 90,000. And of the million in the catalog, 46% of those put out episodes in the last 90 days. Now, I know all this because I just, I'm just i doing a presentation on this. One of the cool things that's come out of doing Social Hour for the last several years, I started a corporate podcast. And I'm doing that for my employer. And it's been tremendous fun. I, I launched it in February. And with COVID, it's it shifted a bit. The fact that I've read recipes for hand sanitizer, never would have dreamed that. <laughs> that was never part of my plan doing yeah. this. But in all seriousness, it's this is, look, this is awesome. Like talking to you, talking to Wendy, getting on here and having this conversation is super fun. We do all our own production work. And people don't understand that. Like Wendy said, it takes a long time. If we've put out 162 shows, my son, we're kind of a podcast family too. My older son was our original editor. He edited the first six, eight shows that we did. But in that time, so you figure we've put out 162. Wendy and I have edited 153 of them, 150. You start adding those hours up, it's a lot. Understand that there's a time commitment. And the other thing is, please, if you are like me and Wendy and practitioners, don't try to do this for monetizing right at the start. (laughs) Don't call me and say, oh, John, I've got 3,000 followers on Twitter and I know that they're going to give me money. Don't. Do it because you like it. Do it because you love it or that you grow to love it. But if you walk into this thing trying to monetize day one and you are not HR famous already and really, really well-known... Brother, sister, it's going to be bad news. You're going to get really unhappy very quickly. And I've seen that. I've seen it a lot. Because let's face it, if you figure that million titles in the catalog, if the average podcast gets 110, 140 downloads, that's it, 100 and something. We're not Joe Rogan getting 6 million. You got to figure out where you are in the world. And we know where we are in the world. We're incredibly fortunate. Like you said, Lori, you know, it's not just about the downloads. It's about the community. It's about the fact that we put out merchandise now and we donate the profits to charity. But the fact that my face is on t-shirts, <laughs> it's not just my 80-year-old mother wearing it. It's people on the other side of the country that I've gotten to be friends with that are wearing my face on a shirt that looks like a banana logo. That is bananas. That's crazy. And that was, again, that was not overnight either. That was a long-term, you know, we invested and we've had fun and we've maintained some semblance of, there's a through line. Like you said, we always, same questions. Wendy and I are, you know, job changes, other things going on in our lives. We try to keep it very steady. (laughs) And I think our community knows that. I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid of not having a show ready for Thursday morning. Really? You are? Yeah. Because I don't want people to go, oh my gosh, what happened? Where are John and Wendy? Like, why isn't there a new show? Now we've been doing this so long, we could probably get away with missing a week. 
but I don't want to do that. I, I've been such a fan of the medium for 10 years. I started listening to podcasts way, way back. And I have those shows that I know I get every week, right? And you build those communities and I'm part of multiple communities in the podcasting world. They all bring something different. So I've strayed away from the first part of the question, but it's hard to maintain. Don't try to monetize day one, have fun doing it. And if you put your voice out there, somebody's going to connect with it and you will find an audience. Absolutely. So well said. Well, you know, it's been my pleasure to host you on Punk Rock HR and just talk about who you are and what you produce out there. And I'll have all of your contact information in the show notes. But I wonder if you can give us a taste of just to leave us what's happening with the HR social hour, half hour, like what do we get to look forward to? Who's on the docket coming up that you're excited about? Or are you doing any remote shows once COVID dies down? Like, what are you going to do? Let's see. In the next few weeks, we're going to have Greg Buck on, who is a practitioner in Indiana. And we're going to be talking about mental health and some challenges that he's faced in his life. We've got Kevin W. Grossman coming on soon, one of my favorite people in the world. We talk not only about candidate experience, but we talk about the band Rush, which we have a, we, <laughs> we have a distinct ask. love, like, yeah. like you have to ask. And then one of the things we're really excited about for the future all things being equal. In September, we're going to be taking part in Ohio Sherm. I'm going to be speaking and Wendy's going to come out and we're partnering with our friend Mike Sipple Jr. And we are going to be podcasting from the event under Social Hour, Wonder Women, and the Talent Magnet Institute umbrellas. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something new for Ohio Sherm, something certainly new for us. Another trivia night coming up. I don't know, Wendy, what else we got going on? You've got Wonder Woman shows coming yeah, up. Yeah, Wonder Woman shows. So we actually did a, uh, we were supposed to be at Work Human with a live panel that we were going to record. Obviously, we didn't get to go there. So we recorded it and we did a watch party, turned it on YouTube and said, hey, jump on Twitter with us. Had about 20 people come and tweet with us as we watched it together. And I've had a lot of people reach out and say, you got to do that again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm all in for doing that again, having these wonderful women on and talking about just stuff that's going on. So I think that was a lot of fun. And we're going to be doing some Not at Sherm stuff too, since there's no National Sherm Conference um, with your friend, Jennifer McClure. Maybe you've heard of her. My bestie, I love that lady. (laughs) You can't go wrong with Jennifer McClure. So are you going to just put her, you know, in a little chair and quiz her like crazy? What are you doing with her? (laughs) We are fortunate that we are partnering with Paycor. They're going to be sponsoring the HR Social Hour for the month. So they're going to be our title sponsor. We're going to do a podcast with them. Jennifer's going to join us for the Not at Sherm 20 chat, which is our standing chat would happen to be when the doors open at Sherm (laughs) National for the exposition opening. So we're going to do it from home now, trying to think some things to do to be able to celebrate that. And then we're also going to be doing a webinar with Jennifer kind of recapping some things with Paycor as well. So yeah, exciting times. It keeps us entertained, Lori. It's one of the reasons we keep doing it. Well, it only took you two and a half years to be an overnight success is all I'm saying. So yeah, congratulations on it though. This is all good stuff. Y'all, I'm so happy to have had you as guests on Punk Rock HR. Come back again and let's do it again. I'd love to. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Wendy Daly and John Thurman. Now, if you want more information about the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, and yes, it took me another five times to record that and get it right. If you want more information about their awesome podcast or anything related to the HR podcasting community, you can head on over to laurierudeman.com. And yes, I know Rudeman is a mouthful as well, but head on over and go to punkrockhr-110. 
This episode of Punk Rock HR was produced by Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions. If you are suddenly inspired to channel your inner Wendy or John, head on over to emeraldcitypro.com and learn about podcasting. Now that's all for today. And I really hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.